0: Llama shorts for those moments when you are stretched on time.
1: My family was the type that, you know, whoever yelled the loudest was right in an argument. So that's kind of what I thought early on. And so I thought, man, as a leader, I got to like make sure everyone knows like that I am right. You know, as the EOD guy, it's like, I don't want these guys to get blown up. So they need to know like not to go over there. So it's like, I was doing a drill. I remember when I was doing my first workup. And my OIC pulls me, my officer, like the officer in charge of the platoon after the drill pulls me aside. It's like, tell me about that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, everyone survived, no one got killed, and we're all good. I did the drills, you know. I felt pretty confident and I didn't realize I was about to get ripped to shreds in this debrief um, because of the way I was acting, right? Because you can be the most proficient person out there, you can have all the tactical skills in the world, but if you can't relate and communicate to anyone you're going to get left on the fob. You're not even going to do your job. They're going to be like, thanks, but no thanks, EOD. We got this and uh, you stay over there. And that was like a huge lesson. My my, uh, my OIC is like, man, you're kind like you're kind of an asshole. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, just trying to do my job. Like they, I had, he's like, you're just yelling at everyone. It's like, no one wants to be yelled at. And A, these people are on a team, on your team. B, they're all post-deployers mostly. And C, it's like, Dude, pull your head out of here. You know what you know,
0: right.
1: and I was like, "Wow!" Like that was. I was honestly just in, like, kind of in shock, just kind of letting it soak in, <laughs> trying to like trying to combat like the defensive nature was coming out. And I was like, "No, just listen to what he's saying." And it's like, "No, like this is not how we were brought up, and this is not right." And it's like, "No, you need to learn, you know, learn." And it was like it's a struggle, you know. And right. I still go through that some some days, and you know, it's a, it's a perpetual struggle, and. I'm just so grateful that he took the time, right? That was another great lesson in leadership. A, the debrief points were incredible, but B, he could just been like, man, this guy's doomed, whatever, he'll get kicked off the platoon, you know, if he keeps that up and, you know, who cares, whatever, we'll just get someone else that's probably better anyway. But nope, he he took that mentoring, leadership opportunity to mentor me, right? That was, a, that was a great opportunity for him to mold me into a better man, you know, into a better person, into a better UD operator, the whole nine. And he took the time and actually talked to me. And it's like, man, to man, this is what's wrong. This is what you need to fix. And this is how you do it. Not like you're messed up. You need to figure this out. It's like, you're messed up. You need to figure this out, but this is exactly how you figure it out. This is how you do it. You talk to people like they're your brothers, right? These people are your brothers and they're supporting you. You're looking down. They're making sure no one shoots you in the face. I was like, man, that's accurate. Yep. That is exactly (laughs) right. You know, I I don't want them to, to not be looking out for me. And, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So that was like a a huge lesson in leadership early on that I had. Man, that, that story right there has so many leadership implications, right? I mean, when you think about it,
0: for one thing, you know, in, in your um, profession that, that, that you were in when you're in the Navy, plus a lot of other ones, firefighting, you can talk about same way, right? You can succeed at the other end of things. Like you put out the fire or, or you, you know, you, you went ahead and eliminated the IED or whatever it might be, right. You might've done whatever you were supposed to do, but it doesn't mean you were quote unquote successful overall. Right. Like if you, if you did Not it by all the wrong way and sense. just got lucky, right. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like, there's still ways that you can improve. And I love the debrief. Can, can you explain a little bit about the debrief? Cause you know, a lot of people aren't in these career fields where they have these legitimate debriefs and, um, some people, it
1: would just hurt their feelings if they're (laughs) they're in that discussion. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I honestly think that that is a major problem. So Mm -hmm. I also do like leadership coaching and everything Mm -hmm. like that, as you know, but it's like, you know, since we're in the, the llama lounge, this is great leadership needs communication, right? If you're not communicating, there is nothing happening, right? And it's like, experience is the best teacher. That's what they say, but it's actually examined experience is the best teacher. Because if you just experience something and you don't talk about it, no one is talking to you about it. You're not getting your own perspective about like, Hey, that's, this is what I did. Right. This is what I did wrong. This is how I can improve. Right. Those three things. You should be answering those three things about everything, every situation that goes down. And then if you have someone else telling you the same, like answering the same three questions about you in the scenario, this is what you did right, this is what you did wrong, and this is how you can fix it, or this is how you can improve. That's great, you know? And it creates that awareness. And you said, like the lucky thing. It's we we do have an expression in EOD. It's a uh, it's better to be lucky than dead. So We'll take, I'll take the luck any, any day, but still, yeah, you want to actually not just survive scenarios. You want to be learning from scenarios because you're winning and actually doing the debriefs, right? And a debrief is just, we're going to talk about everything that just happened, right? Whether that's a drill or a real world operation, there's a debrief every single time, every single time. And I don't care, like if we're doing, if it's training and we're doing, you know, 10 runs during the day, running into night, doing 10 runs at night we're going to stop and debrief every single one of those drills because it's that important. And it's that examined experience. So I know I'm actually reflecting on how I handled the situation, what I did wrong. And, and I might've, I might've not done any, I, I may have not done anything wrong. I could have knocked it out of the park. However, there is always room for improvement. It could have just been like something simple as, you know, I, we did the drill, everything went perfect money, but, my teammate took a long time to get like, you know, I, I needed his help with something. And it was just like taking a long time. So we just like address that piece. Hey, why did it take you so long? And then it could have been something I did. He may not, I might've said something unclear that he didn't understand. So he's like, what, what is going on? And he thought I said something else and I didn't. And so hammering and ironing that out, boom, we're, we have a, a communication fail. We're going to iron that out right now. And next drill, we're going to see how it works. Boom. It was so much smoother because of that. And we addressed it and now we can move on and and fine tune everything else. So instead of doing damage control every single time, now we're just fine tuning, making minor adjustments and we are just like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. I think it's really important too. The way you guys do it is really smart
0: pilots do it the same way, you know, when they come back from missions and there's not necessarily a rank structure when you're having the debrief,
1: right? I mean, you're, you're like, Hey man, you screwed up. And we need to fix yeah, it's that all, all rank aside. I mean, we talk to right. each other like brothers, we, we, mm-hmm. we bust each other's chops and yeah, yeah, it, uh, it gets ruthless in there sometimes. So you gotta right. like, you know, swallow your pride, swallow your ego and just take it in. And, and that's yeah. a huge lesson for, I think our, our private sector counterparts, you know, mm-hmm. um, across the board and swallow your pride, swallow your ego and just like hear what people have to say and don't mm-hmm. just hear it, listen to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about the, just
0: the examined experience, because I was talking to uh, a mentor of mine and a former guest on the podcast, multiple time guest, um, general Gronsky. And he was talking about mistakes in themselves aren't valuable whatsoever. It's it's learning from those mistakes. And you're not going to do that without that, you know, the examination of what's going on the after action report, the debrief, right. The having the conversations. I love how you guys do it right after a scenario or evolution, because a lot of times, you know, for us, I know my experience in these exercises we have in. The Air Force too, is we wait to do a hot wash way at the end of the week, right? Some of the teams are oh, smart; man. they'll do them right after each event that happens. But the the mandated one that we're going to have is at the end of the week, and you don't forgot everything that happened on Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. you're, everything that's just recent in your memory is the only thing that's going to get reviewed, or something that was so huge that you know everybody wants to talk about it. But those minor things that turn into big things, a lot of those they they fall through the cracks, and you don't talk about them anymore.
1: That's it right there, you know, because if, if, it, if there's something small, like the little communication thing that didn't kill anyone, right. Mm-hmm. We still, we still across crushed the drill, mm-hmm. um, did it super sound, super safe. And like, boom, like it was, it was, it was rock solid, but our communication prepping for and everything was, was not. And that's like something small that could on our next drill, if we don't talk about that on the next drill, if it happens again, and then something catastrophic happens, that's what we're going to focus on. And we forgot already, you know, and this is just the next drill, like you said, and yeah, you compile that, you know, a day and then another day. And If you do that at the end of the week, all of those, like, I mean, there's just like golden nuggets speckled throughout the week that are just like gone forever.
0: Right. If you see them as opportunities, right. To continuously to grow versus just things that we have to talk about the butt pains you have to experience. and the hurt feelings you have to go through. You know what I mean? Like if you actually see them as learning opportunities, the perspective is, is everything in there. And yeah, you're, you're right. And when we talk about that luck thing too, you know, I'm a full (laughs) believer that there's, there's, you know, I'd I'd much rather be lucky than dead. Right. When you think about those scenarios, I think, you know, the bumper stickers, like those bumper sticker quotes and stuff, sometimes they lead to these, these perspectives is like, well, now it's like, it's almost like eliminating the accountability that I have to have the ownership of being prepared because now i are relying on the luck or, you know, like when a sports team, they start crushing teams over and over again. And then they start getting real complacent and you're like, well, you kind of played some really bad teams and, and they also made a bunch <laughs> of mistakes and you got kind of lucky on those games, but you just look at the end scoreboard and then you play a team that's prepared, right. And that's ready to go. And you get a look, you get just annihilated and you have no idea what the heck happened is because, you know, I, I talk to people all yeah, the time. I, yeah, yeah. You think you, you said you just made a mistake, but really you weren't prepared. That's really what it was. It wasn't just a mistake. It was, it was the fact that you were not prepared enough to take on this situation.
1: Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. And being prepared is like, yeah, you got to like prep, you know, the day and everything you're prepping the game you're practicing, but it's like that debrief that we keep talking about, like every sports team. Well, the good ones, right? they review film, everyone, every single one reviews the films, Mm. everyone. And if they don't, And if people are lackadaisical, if the players are not paying attention, they're not focused, they're not going to learn anything about themselves, how they operated, how they carried themselves as a team, how their communication was. And if they're just focused on another team, it's like, they're not learning anything about themselves, you know, as a team, as individuals. And then they're, you know, if they're, if they're looking at a crappy team, it's like, cool. Yeah. They played like crap. And then that's, that's, that's what they chalk it up to. That's, that's a huge miss. You know, like you said, they're not preparing. Right. Yeah. And then that whole preparation
0: discussion happens, you know, when you, and you've been through exercises in the military and just like a lot of us. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to stay motivated because you're thinking, it's was like, I don't think this would really happen this way, or this isn't a realistic scenario. And, you know, it took me a while before I really realized. And I started thinking about it. An old commander talked to me about it. He said, he was like, you know, when you're watching like team football teams practice, you know, he was like, you watch them, they're hitting pads, right. They're doing all these things they are like running into the pads and Is that the same as a human being on the other side trying to push back and doing all these things? No, it's not. So is it like, are we really practicing like we play? Not necessarily. But to say that, that doesn't bring any value for muscle memory and training and conditioning because who really knows what the other team's gonna do 100%. Absolutely. right so you have to prepare for everything you have to condition your body and be ready and when i had that perspective you know as a young nco it changed you know how i looked at even even the most mundane <laughs> practices that we go through on exercise i see them as that's just hitting the pads you know that's hitting the pads
1: there's still value there you just got to find it that's a that's a fantastic analogy yeah i love yeah. it you gotta get those runs in the repetition yeah. mm-hmm Yeah, absolutely. I I remember
0: when I was in like multiple quarantines, when I was uh, getting ready for my last deployment, you know, with the COVID environment, I was in quarantine. It was like nonstop. I wanted to make that time valuable. So I wrote these quarantine lists. They got got a little bit infamous. People started talking to me about my quarantine list, but um, but I was like, I don't know what I'm preparing for, but I I just want to be the best version of me when I get out of here and still wasting the time watching Netflix the entire time I'm in here, you know? So
1: (laughs) quarantine day one, captain's log. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. Dude. I'll share it with you, man. Bodhi has snapshot on my food. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. day 1, I'm out of snacks. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> now you know cuz you cuz you were doing the debrief with yourself, you know yeah. to buy more snacks for next right. time. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do some more push-ups during this time because you yeah. gain some weight after this. Time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so,
0: so your your career, your experience in the military doing the EOD thing in the Navy, I mean that really helped spark what you do now, right? Can you, can you explain to, to our listeners that connection?
1: Yeah. It, uh, spark is a very interesting, uh, word to use because <laughs> yeah, no pun it, intended. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very, very true. Now I was on deployment and, you know, I spent most of my career in the soft world, the special operations forces so I was supporting, you know, 75th Rangers. I actually spent more time with the army than I did with the Navy, but, you know, supporting the 75th Rangers, uh, you know, the seal teams and, different other, other units. And on this, like this particular kind of the scenario this day changed my life because it brought to light so many, so many things that were wrong that I just was not aware of. Right. We keep talking about these debriefs and it's like, we do this in the military with everything, everything we do typically, right. Operationally is talked about like to no end. Right, I can tell you a Medivac nine line in my sleep, you know, just in case, because it's just like pounded in your head, and all the, all like my procedures for drills, like different scenarios, whether it's a an IED, whether I'm going hands on, whether I'm using a robot, putting the bomb suit on, like any of these things, setting up a tool, I could tell you that in my sleep, right, because we pounded it in our heads over and over and over again, and we did the repetitions physically over and over and over again. But no one, right, no one is talking about anyone's personal finance, anything, anything, right? There might be a couple like dots here and there of like little groups of people that are doing it in the military, but in general, and this is even across the nation, not just in the military, you know, 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck right now. And that's crazy, right? That's three out of four people that um, just think of four random people that you love. Chances are three of them are living paycheck to paycheck, but no one is addressing that because we don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. And I didn't know that at first, because I didn't want to talk about it. It was uncomfortable. I made a ton of bad decisions. Like I was okay. Like I said, I was in the soft environments so that kind of comes with like a certain type of lifestyle and you go out and on the trips and then you're like working hard, partying harder, right? That's the thing. However, we had champagne taste, at least I did on a beer budget and with a mentality of carpe diem and yolo at the time right if if you're young enough to know what the like yolo is the i guess it's like the dumb version of carpe diem that's how i've heard it explained to me (laughs) that sounds about right that's about (laughs) right
0: for more on this discussion be sure to check out the entire episode be safe stay healthy keep growing llamas out